Many people are asking, where does the presidential race stand at this hour? And the answer is, shut up and mind your own business. Who the hell do you think you are butting into the deep and important workings of government? Do you have any idea how complicated that is? You think it can be done by just any Tom, Dick, or Harry? And Don't even get me started on women trying to figure it out. Listen, when we said this was government of the people, we didn't mean just any people. We meant the right people, experts, people who went to good schools and wear nice suits and dockers with no socks. Just because you got out of bed this morning, looked down, and happened to find your feet standing in the freest constitutional republic on the face of the earth, that doesn't mean you can just go swaggering around, behaving like you're in the freest constitutional republic on the face of the earth. It's more like a, just kind of a brand name. You can rest assured that behind the cardboard partitions we've pasted over the government buildings so no one can see inside, we are counting these votes in the most honest possible way to get to the best possible outcome. The Secretary of State's who are handling the task are some of our finest immigrants from Venezuela and Myanmar, like Juan El Corrupto in Michigan and Ang Ment Sue Theo Van Chichu in the great, great state of Pennsylvania. You can rest assured that these people will not stop counting the votes they actually accidentally left in the trunks of their cars until Joe Biden is president or lunchtime, whichever gives the best value for the dollar. So look, you went out, you waited online, you voted. Now let us do the work we need to do to fix things up again. There's a reason they call us public servants. It's because the public are our servants. At least that's what I always thought that meant. Trigger warning. I'm Andrew Clavin, and this is The Andrew Clavin Show. I feel hunky-dunky, life is tickety-boo. Birds are winging, also singing, hunky-dunky-dee-doo. Ship-shaped, ipsy-topsy, the world is a bitty zing. It's a wonderful day, hurrah, hooray, it makes me want to sing. Oh, hurrah, hooray. All right, we are back laughing our way through the imminent fall of the Republic. It may actually happen uh, during the show as we're speaking, but uh, we'll be paying attention and making fun of it And as we go down the drain. Don't forget to go on YouTube and sign on uh, to subscribe to the Andrew Clavin channel. We already have 200,000 subscribers, but we're trying to get to 500 billion. And so uh, please go on and subscribe, hit the little bell. That means we'll notify you of our content. Uh, I will personally come to your house uh, on a sleigh carried by reindeer, uh, land on your roof and deliver content down your uh, chimney uh, into your fireplace where it will be consumed and turned to ash. Uh, also, leave a comment. <laughs> leave a comment. Uh, and if it is sufficiently ignorant and uh, bigoted, we will include it on the show as it, it'll just fit right in like a sort of puzzle piece snapping into place today from Juna 5 Golf. Uh, says, Clavin, too bad you can't manufacture subscriptions, subscribers like the Democrats manufacture votes. Actually, we haven't we just haven't thought of that before. It's not it's totally possible. Let me let me first put a, a cardboard board over the uh, lens cap so you can't see what we're doing and then we'll get to work. Um, so let me give you a free piece of advice. All right. Don't go insane. This election is chaos. There's going to be a fight. Nothing wrong with getting into that fight and you can get mad, but don't go mad. There's a lot of rumors going around social media about the counting of the votes, and it's going to take a while before we know whether some or any of those rumors are true. Don't just assume you're being cheated out of an election. This is going to be a process. 
by the way, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying everything's on the up and up. I'm certainly not saying you shouldn't get in the fight. Protest, call your government officials, make your voice heard. We should pressure every state. We should pressure every state to behave like Florida. They got burned in the Bush-Gore fiasco in 2000. They learned their lessons. They changed the laws. They fixed their process. And they counted the votes this year fast and, it seems, accurately. Other places like Pennsylvania, no names mentioned, have made a, uh, an utter, utter mess of things. They've let in late votes. Their Supreme Court allowed them to let in unpostmarked late votes. And our Supreme Court, the country's Supreme Court, did not have the guts to knock that down. It's an absurd rule. They let their brain-dead attorney general announce the results for Biden before even a single vote was counted. That is a place that is looking at the need for serious, serious reform. So great. Again, protest, work for reform. But if what you're doing, if your contribution is going on Twitter every five minutes and watching some blue check declare that we're now nothing more than a banana republic or watching some video of one person's vote apparently being discounted and then going insane and, you know, railing at your spouse. Stop doing that. Rumors can prove false. The rumor that Michigan suddenly delivered Biden 135,000 votes turns out to have been a typo on a small map. It, It wasn't counted. And the idea that that was some kind of secret plot that got exposed online doesn't pass the smell test. It's not plausible. People make mistakes. Do not drive yourself insane. I know Democrats, this is true, not crazy leftist Democrats, but honest, smart people who just are legacy Democrats. They are absolutely convinced that George W. Bush stole the election from Gore in 2000. And it's just not true. The votes were counted in Florida. They were recounted. It was only when the Democrats went beyond the law and began to act absurdly that the Supreme Court shut them down. The result was fair. But these Democrats live in bitterness to this day, thinking something was stolen from them. Do not be those Democrats. That's no way to be. The election is going to court. Obviously, it's already going to court. Bush is suing at Bush. Trump is suing everybody he knows. I think he sued me about five minutes ago. Uh, We have reason to hope for fair decisions in the court. We actually do have reason to hope for ultimately getting fair decisions. And as important as an election is, it is not worth it for your stomach to devour its own lining by doing things that make no difference, like going on Twitter every two minutes. Anger is the devil's cocaine. Do not get hooked on it. Fight the good fight, but do not go insane. Free advice from The Andrew Clavin Show. Take it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, as we've told you many times, if you know how to say rockauto.com like this, rockauto.com, women will just fall at your feet. I mean, it's not just, and it's not just the sound. It's not just that kind of, a you know, gruff masculine sound is because women know that if you say rockauto.com, you're the kind of guy who's not going to leave her alone to go down to the auto parts store and talk to some guy who doesn't know anything more about auto parts than you do while he looks on a computer and she's sitting at home thinking, you know, this is no fun, right? You'll be right there with her on the computer getting auto parts yourself. How incredibly attractive is that? When you say rockauto.com, it means you know that you can get the lowest prices possible for your auto parts right there in your computer. rockauto.com is a family business. They serve auto part customers online and have been doing that for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Clavin in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? And you got to say that to say you got to Clavin, Clavin. And then and then when your girlfriend says, yeah, but how do you spell Clavin? You better know, pal, because, you know, you can't just attract them. You got to deliver when they show up. It's K-L-A-V-A-N. It's narrowing in Arizona. 
This is as I speak. Uh, you, may, you may be hearing this later on in the day. It's narrowing in Arizona. Uh, Fox obviously made a major, major error calling this early on, especially when they weren't carrying, uh, calling Florida, where every vote had already been counted. Uh, Pennsylvania is narrow. It uh, looks like it's going toward Biden. The lieutenant governor just came out and said he thinks Biden will win. Uh, Rudy Giuliani says he's going to they're going to sue. Here's Rudy talking. Cut one. Well, all of you thought there was some kind of legitimate count going on here in Philadelphia. It was totally illegitimate. So we went back to court and we went before a Democrat judge. No need to tell you what the result in Philadelphia is if you're before a Democrat judge. Obviously a political hack who doesn't know the meaning of the word observe. Observe means to be able to look. Not a single Republican has been able to look at any one of these mail ballots. They could be from Mars, as far as we're concerned, or they could be from the Democratic National Committee. Joe Biden could have voted 50 times, as far as we know, or 5,000 times. It's a little unfair because uh, Trump actually does very well in Mars polling. Uh, but th- this has been gone back and forth. One court said they could go in and observe. Another court said, no, you can't. Why they shouldn't have observers, I don't know. It's really stupid. Tempers are obviously running high. You know, I think to myself, if only we had had someone warn us Massive mail voting was going to be chaos. If only someone, only if only there'd been a voice, you know, go on YouTube truly and look at type in Trump attacks mail in voting. And what you will find is one after another CBS, NBC, major, major outlets. And the caption will be Trump falsely says mail in voting will cause chaos. Comedian mocks Trump's false claim that voting will be mail-in voting will be chaos. You know, uh, here, here's NBC covering Trump saying that mail-in voting will be chaos. Is cut 19. President Trump tonight, after floating the idea of delaying the November election that he does not have the power to do, is renewing his attacks on mail-in voting. Despite no evidence, it leads to widespread voter fraud. This is going to be. The greatest election disaster in history. The president again preemptively casting doubt on the legitimacy of the election. <laughs> That's silly, president. Oh, if only we could listen to NBC, the great authorities at NBC, the silly, silly, silly president. You know, it really is amazing that he has been right so often when these guys have been wrong, but they never, ever change. They never learn. You know, Let's, so while we're sitting here waiting, because I can't predict what's going to happen, I'm not going to follow every twist and turn of every lawsuit, every ballot that's been thrown away. This is what I mean about driving you crazy. I mean, if, if you are out there uh, making your voice heard, if you're writing to your congressman, if you're calling your congressman, you know, all of that great stuff. There's no reason if we're going to have a brawl, there's no reason to stay on the bench, go out there and take your swing, metaphorically speaking, of course. But. But, you know, if all you're going to do is worry and fret, I mean, I'm saying this because I did an all access show last night and so many people were going, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening? You know, really, that doesn't actually doesn't change. I know it's hard to believe, but it actually doesn't have any effect except to make you and everyone around you crazy. Let's take a look at some good news. I mean, there is there is lots of good news already uh, in this thing, uh, in this election. In California, and this is important because it's symbolic, it's not just important in fact, but it's symbolic, Uh, we have this thing called Proposition 16. Proposition 16 was vile. It was vile. Uh, What happened is in 1996, they passed uh, Proposition 209, which changed the state's constitution to require California's government to treat all individuals equally, okay? The text of Proposition 209 says... uh, 
it says the state shall not discriminate against or grant preferential treatments to Californians on the basis of race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin. I'm getting this from the City Journal where Heather McDonald wrote about it. It's basically just the Constitution, you know, applied to California. They went insane. The left went insane when they said that people should be treated equally. It got in the way of their identity party politics. They called people who supported equal treatment the Ku Klux Klan. They did. They compared They compared people who believe in this, uh, the Ku Klux Klan. They have been trying, plotting, planning to get this thing thrown out so they could go back to race-based hiring and race-based school admissions and race-based every little thing. And so they poured money into this thing, 16, which was going to repeal fair and equal treatment to all Californians. That was what the left was literally trying to repeal. These guys have convinced themselves, you know, men and women, speech is violence. Racism is not racism. You know, being fair to people is racism. They have convinced themselves that every black is white. Every up is down. Everything that is true is untrue. It is just amazing. And they lost. They poured in so much money. People would not buy it. Asian people led the fight. I mean, Asian people get burned just like Jews used to get burned because Asian people raise their kids to be disciplined, to respect education. Same thing with Jews. When they started letting Jews into college, a lot of universities, I believe Yale included, had quotas because we can't have, you know, once you start letting the Jews in, it'll all be Jews. You know, you can't you'll just have Jews, Jews everywhere you look, there'll be Jews, Jews. You can't. Do now they're feeling the same way about Asians. You go up to the University of California, Berkeley, where I actually am, went to school. Uh, now you see a lot of a lot of Asian people, more so than when I was there. And they want to stop that because they're racist. You know, they're racist. And this is why. I mean, who cares what color the people are? They're Americans. Let them go to school. If they're Americans, they earn a place. Let them go to school. I mean, this is the thing. This, uh, this is the thing. I was talking about this as the show ended yesterday, that identity politics lost big time. It lost big time. And it lost because if they had been listening to the Andrew Clavin show, they would have heard tomorrow's news today. And I would have been telling them for a year ago a year ago, that blacks are waking up to the fact that they are welcome in society. The blacks are waking up to the fact that the old days are over. What the left has been telling them is false. It creates problems, by the way, for black people who have moved up into the middle and upper middle class. It creates, uh, you know, emotional problems, just like, you know, we've all, we all have this with assimilation, right? I, I went through this thing when I converted to Christianity and I had to say to myself, well, I'm a Jew. Am I just assimilating? Am I just conforming to the general culture? Uh, I had to ask ask myself all these questions. And this is something, you know, you've watched The Godfather, you know, that uh, can I get out of the life that the, the Sicilians brought over and become an American? That's what that story is about. No, I can't make it out. Get out as a story of black assimilation. Uh, will I lose my soul to the white people if I do this? But, but Hamilton is a positive story about uh, black assimilation. It's saying now this history is our history. That's what it's saying, whether he meant to say it or not. That's what the culture is saying. And so that, yes, that creates conflict. Assimilation always creates conflict. But all that's happening is blacks are going through the same thing that Jews went through, that the Irish went through, that the Italians went through. You make accommodations, you find ways to help the people left behind, but you realize that, yes, we are welcome. That is a cause for panic on the left, because the left used race to sell communism the way they used to use class to sell communism, but they couldn't use that in America because in America, 
We don't really have classes. I mean, they're there. It's it's a thing. You know, we can't totally ignore it. But basically, if you make it into the uh, upper tiers, if you make it into the middle class economically, you're basically welcome. We did have a problem with race. And so they use race. They use any division they can to tear us apart and push government into the spaces that happen when we're torn apart. If you don't think these guys are panicking at the numbers that are coming in, showing more black people voted for Trump, more Latinos voted for Trump, if you don't think the, the, the left is panicking, take a look at Joy Reid. Take a look at Joy Reid, MSNBC's resident screaming race monger. I want to play cut three first. I think even though we intellectually understand what America is at its base, right, that there is a great amount of racism, anti-blackness, anti-wokeness, this idea that political correctness is some sort of scheme to destroy white America, right? Like, we know what this country is, but you still, part of you, I think part of your your heart says, you know what, maybe the country is going to pay pay off all of this pain, the, the children who were stolen with a repudiation. And as the night wore on, and, you, and I realized, and it sunk in, okay, that's not happening. Mm. We are still who we thought, you know, unfortunately. We're still, we know we are. We know we're raising. Here, by the way, is also Joy Reid, cut two. So I think what scares people is that if he decides to do something that it legally makes no sense, and you're right, but Mr. Bauer is ready for him. But if somehow they manage to stumble into the Supreme Court, do any of you guys trust Uncle Clarence and Amy Coney Barrett and those guys to actually follow the letter of the law? No. I mean, it is a completely politicized Supreme Court. Uncle Clarence. Clarence Thomas, one of the great jurists uh, of our time and a very strong conservative jurist and a guy who hated the fact that he could be accused of using uh, affirmative action to get his degree. He once put a, a sign on his degree that was a, said it was worth five cents because of affirmative action. A man who made it to the very top of our society, despite the left's attempts to accuse him of messing with the women, you know, because those black folks, they mess with the women. That's basically what they, that's Joe Biden did that. Joe Biden helped do that. He made it anyway. And now Joy Reid is calling him Uncle Clarence because the racists have convinced themselves that racism is not racism. That's that's why. That is why. And by the way, this always bothers me. There's a little bit of a tangent, but I'm a literary guy. So let me talk about literature for a minute. I don't know how many of you have actually read Uncle Tom's Cabin. I read it. It's been a long time since I read it, but I read it. It's very enjoyable. It's corny. It creaks a little bit, but it's a very enjoyable book. And Uncle Tom is a Christ figure in Uncle Tom's Cabin. Uncle Tom is not a weakling. He's a patient, loving man who is convinced, who is a a deeply believing Christian. But he stands up when they try to get him to, uh, I'm trying to remember now, they try to get him to whip another slave. He won't do it. And he is whipped himself. He is beaten. He's abused. Uh, He remains patient. He remains loving toward uh, a young white girl who is his fellow Christian. He spreads Christianity around him. People see him as an example. The fact that they have turned him into an example of conformity, it just shows you uh, that, again, loving Christianity is somehow uh, weak. Weakness. Let me uh, go on a little bit more with this, just the voice of panic that you're hearing. Here is uh, 
Eugene Scott of the Washington Post, a race baiter on the Washington Post, uh, exchanging tweets with Nicole Hannah-Jones, who I'm convinced is just like one of the worst people in the country. I, I believe she, her to be dishonest. I believe her to be a race-baiting, race-manipulator, someone who manipulates race to get what she wants. Uh, and she has pushed this 19, uh, I'm sorry, 18, uh, what is it, 17, 19 um, lie uh, in 1619, sorry, I'm going back into too many centuries, 1619, a lie into the educational system, really, really a damaging person. So Eugene Scott of Washington Post, (laughs) seeing seeing the returns, he says, these days I am reminded quite often that you do not have to be white to support white supremacy. Nicole Hannah-Jones says, also, whiteness is not static and is expandable when necessary. A lot of folks who don't think uh, we don't think of as white think of themselves as white because the lines have never been entirely clear. That's the beauty of white supremacy. It is extremely adaptable. Adaptable to what? Black supremacy? (laughs) Being black, in other words, is disagreeing with Nicole Hannah-Jones. Unbelievably unbelievable stuff, kind of beautiful in its comedy. So you're in your home. Everyone around you is going crazy. You want to be secure and you want to feel secure. You want to be able to see what's happening outside without actually sticking your head out there because, you know, who knows what will happen then. You want Ring. You want to go to Ring and get their doorbells uh, that help you to see who's out there, talk to who's out there, whether you're at home or whether you're on the road. You can see people come. You can make sure that your deliveries are protected. You can question people, talk to people, find out who they are. They've got all kinds of devices, devices that'll turn on lights when people step on your property. They want to keep your neighborhood safe. You can get a special offer on the Ring Welcome Kit at ring.com slash Claven. It comes with Ring's Video Doorbell 3 and Chime Pro. It's the perfect way to start your Ring experience. Plus, you will get free two-day shipping. So go to ring.com slash Claven. That's ring.com slash Claven. Wherever you are, if anyone comes to your door, you can be there to say, how do you spell Claven? And if they know the answer to that, you do not want that person on your property. There is this thing going on, this amazing thing, where they're, they, <laughs> it's, like, it's like blind, they're like blindfolded people falling off a cliff and then saying, why did we fall off the cliff? It must be the cliff's fault. And you say, like, take off the blindfold. And you say, well, I can't take off the blindfold because then I wouldn't be able to see. Well, what do you see? Well, I see all this darkness. It's, you know, and if I took off the blindfold, I wouldn't be able to see the darkness. I mean, this is the logic that we're dealing with. It's just amazing. In, in, the, in the House, the Democrats in the House, the Democrats already are reeling from this election. They are reeling because they thought this was going to be a blue wave. They thought, oh, how, you know, we've been telling them that Trump is Hitler. You know, you know what nobody in the exit polls said? People in the exit polls, the Democrats came out and they were more worried about the Chinese flu than Republicans. Why not? How can you blame them? They're reading the New York Times. New York Times is running stories that say things like a child sneezed in California and a man died in New York. Could there be a connection? That's the kind of crazy stories they've been running uh, in the New York Times. So, of course, any Democrat who's getting his news from the left-wing media is terrified. He's got the mask on his face. He's got a mask over his eyes so he doesn't see the, you know, he doesn't want them getting in his eyes. He's banging into things. But, you know, he's, he's safe. <laughs> so they're, they're nuts. But, but the Republicans were voting more over uh, the economy. And so they, the one thing that nobody mentioned on either side was Russia. 
Nobody said, yeah, I'm voting because there was Russian collusion. Nobody said, no, I don't think anybody, I think 0% of people said, you know why I voted against Donald Trump? That call he made to the Ukrainian president to investigate Joe Biden. That was, I, I, I poof, yeah, oh man, I just wake up every morning and say, well, I haven't got a job, but the thing that, that's not what bothers me. What really bothers me is that Ukrainian phone call. Nobody's talking about Stormy Daniels. All the stuff they did went nowhere. Nobody's talking about Adolf Hitler or anything like that. Race is a, an issue uh, for, I think, for people on both sides. We're concerned about race, but that can mean a lot of different things. And so the, the House is now looking at Nancy Pelosi and the Senate is looking at Chuck Schumer and saying, you know, you guys actually didn't do a very good job. You didn't do a very good job of fighting worse than Hitler guy over there, you know. And so they they can't see they cannot see what is right in front of their face. There's none so blind as he who will not see, right? And so these are like blindfolded people who have tripped over something and they're blaming the thing they tripped over instead of taking the blindfolds off. Larry Sabato, a political analyst, he was saying what everybody knows is cut 18. Yes, there was a hidden Trump vote. They've been denying it forever. People in my field have been denying it forever. I think there's clear proof in the two elections, 2016 and 2020. And you either find a way to get them to participate so that they're properly weighted in the polls, or uh, maybe we go back to reading tea leaves. I love tea. And when you look <laughs> at those leaves, a lot appears to you. Can be back, can be very revealing. <laughs> You know, if you're not going to see anything, I mean, everybody is talking about this, the polls, how bad the polls were. And at some point now, when we were talking on our uh, backstage live show uh, during the uh, on election night, which is getting great reviews, by the way, as well, it should, uh, you know, uh, the God King Jeremy Boring was saying that he he thinks the polls are sort of part of the disinformation campaign of the media. And I don't think that, and Ben and I kind of disagreed with that because we think that, no, the polls' livelihood depends on their being right. We're not going to just keep believing things forever. You know, it, it is a bad, here, here's a data point from history, okay? Before, I don't know, the invention of uh, antibiotics, uh, before really the 20th century, a doctor made you worse. Calling the doctor made you worse. But people called the doctor anyway. That You know, they used to say the, the uh, God does the curing, but the doctor takes the fee. But they also said, they also knew, you know, Trollope would make fun of doctors. He would give doctors in his novels uh, names like Philgrave, Dr. Philgrave, because he was going to fill the grave with you, you know. But people still called doctors because we cannot accept when we are helpless about things. And one of the things we're always helpless about is knowing the future. And these polls are a bad. They are a net bad. And so is calling the, the states before your time. Fox calling Arizona, which is now still, as I'm speaking, it's still in play. Uh, Fox calling Arizona was a major, major mistake. But why do we have to do it at all? Why not wait and just report the numbers? Why should we call the state? Because the terrible thing about calling the state is that if you call the state and then things go the other way, the people who lost the state now feel cheated for no reason. It's just some idiot in the news media uh, calling things. Why should they call it at all? Why not just give us the numbers as they come in? That would be the way to do it. You know, it's like, why, why they're afraid you're going to go to bed and stop listening. You know, you're more likely to stay, keep listening if you don't call the state. But the thing about this is the blindness, the blindness of the left and the press is, uh, uh, for me, it's like a source of high comedy. One of my favorite videos from yesterday 
is this video from CNN. And this is on Fredo's show, Chris Cuomo's show. Uh, and the lady's name is Kyung La. She's in Maricopa County, which is Arizona, right? And everything now depends on Maricopa County, which I think, I mean, it's a huge amount of the population of the state is in this one county, Maricopa. And so there, she's inside the buildings. And this is the last reporter allowed in the building where they're counting the votes. And outside, there's a, a, a peaceful protest. When I say peaceful, I don't mean mostly peaceful, like where it's a riot. I mean, it's a peaceful protest. It's they're praying, they're chanting, they're standing around, and they've got this live shot above it. And if you're not watching, if you're just listening, it's a certain number of people. It's not thousands of people. It's a group of people out in the parking lot. Yeah, and I said, they're just milling around. They chant a little bit. Listen to the way this woman reports as if she were in a war zone. This is Chris Cuomo's show, remember, where riots are great where Chris Cuomo, who actually said, where does it say we can't, we have to be polite during a protest? Where does it say we have to be peaceful during a protest? This is a guy who supports riots on his show. They've got an actual peaceful protest. And this woman is reporting as if from behind a bunker. She's doing everything but wearing one of those German helmets from World War One with the spikes on top. You know, we're reporting from inside the Maricopa County Courthouse. Listen, to, uh, it's just a It's cut five. This is American democracy. What you are seeing here are the good people of the Maricopa County Elections Department doing the count. But outside, there is a very sizable protest. Um, if you look at the aerial pictures from our affiliate, it's very big. And I should add that this is a crowd that is armed. There are a number of people out there who have been seen with long guns, with automatic, uh, semi-automatic rifles. Just a lot of chanting, uh, a lot of slogans that we've heard before. Um, they're talking about count the vote, stop the vote, you know, that, that they want Trump. Uh, a lot of flags being waved, Trump flags. Um, it, you know, it's, it, we, we heard uh, people singing YMCA for a little while. Oh, no, not not YMCA. She said she says at one point, how are these people going to get out to the parking lot? How are these good people? My favorite part of this is where she says, here are the good people. So CNN is going to tell us who the good people are. And I guess the bad people because they're carrying guns. Arizona is an open carry state. I have gone hiking in Arizona and turned a corner and there's a guy with a gun on his on his belt, you know. And and yeah, if you're a Californian, you go, whoa, that's, that's, but but it's an open carry state. That's the way people are there. Unbelievable panic. Also, uh, let's do the one from MSNBC. That's not quite as funny because the look in this woman's eyes at CNN. But still, it's worth it's worth hearing. Cut uh, 14. Right now, they're they're kneeling in prayer. But one of the things that we've seen is uh, them chanting very loudly, count that vote, count that vote. Uh, and then we've got poll workers that are coming off of shift and the poll workers have to be escorted out by uh, armed sheriff's deputies down those stairs and into vans and taken away from here. Uh, so this is the type, uh, the type of scene that we're seeing. We're going to get a little bit closer here. We don't want to get too close. Uh, a lot of people uh, in the crowd are, are, are not wearing and at any minute, at any minute, they could burst into prayer. You, you never know. It could be like, you know, I'm, I, you got to be surrounded by armed guards because at any minute they could burst into prayer. It could happen. Uh, it just, it's just wonderful. The blindness, the self-blindness, the self-underwareness. I got to play one last clip, but we're going to do the mailbag today. We didn't do it yesterday. I don't want to just talk endlessly when I don't have the, the latest uh 
you, you know, when we don't, just don't know the results yet and the results aren't going to come in uh, clearly for at least a week, but still, uh, we don't even know what the, the primary count is yet. But I do play this uh, clip of uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin. Now, Doris Kearns Goodwin wrote a history of Abraham Lincoln, and she's kind of like Carl Bernstein. With Carl Bernstein, everything is worse than Watergate because he covered Watergate. So it's like a guy will like throw a, a cigarette on the sidewalk. Oh, this is worse than Watergate. It's what, you know, I call him Carl, Carl worse than Watergate Bernstein because he's always, well, Doris Kearns Goodwin has become the Abraham Lincoln, Doris Kearns, Abraham Lincoln, Goodwin, everything is Abraham Lincoln. So she's talking about how Joe Biden is going to heal our nation. This is cut six. Think about Lincoln's second inaugural. We'd just come through a war where 600,000 people had died. The country had been absolutely split in two. And it's a message of reconciliation that he's giving to the country at that time. Both sides read the same Bible. Both prayed to the same God. Neither's prayers were fully answered. With malice toward none and charity for all, let us bind up our nation's wounds. I think that's what we've got to hope for if President the presidency goes to Joe Biden. We hold these truths to be self-evident. <laughs> All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. <laughs> it's Joe Abe Lincoln Biden. He's going to bind the bind the nation's wounds. He's gonna <laughs> unbelievable stuff. Anyway, what you what you got is a news media with blindfold on blaming us because they tripped over us. That's really what happened. They tripped over Trump voters because they were blindfold, and then they said, "Well, this is the fault of the Trump voters. They got in our way." They got you say, "Well, take off the blindfold," but then I can't see the darkness. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. At least, at least, look. At least they're supplying. This is the way we go laughing through the fall of the republic because these people are such buffoons. You know, I frequently like to ask people, do you want to look like me? And the, the sobbing that follows the weeping, no, please, please, not that, especially from women. Uh, I don't know what it is. I think it may be the hair. And if you want to get strong hair, you want to use Nutrafol. It's formulated with potent botanicals to help you grow hair as strong as you are. And it's physician formulated to be 100% drug Free On top of thicker, stronger hair without lasers or chemicals, Nutrafol's ingredients may also help you get a handle on better sleep, stress response, skin, nails, and libido. Visit Nutrafol.com and take their hair wellness quiz for customized product recommendations that put the power to grow thicker, stronger hair back into your hands. When you subscribe, you'll receive monthly deliveries so you never miss a dose. Shipping is free and you can pause or cancel anytime. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using promo code Claven to get 20% off. This is their best offer available anywhere. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get 20% off at Nutrafol.com, promo code Claven. Their best offer anywhere, 20% off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com, promo code Claven for hair as strong as you are. And I know, I know what you're thinking. Yes, I, you were thinking, you insult my intelligence. I knew how to spell Nutrivol, but I don't know. I'm not quite sure about it. Just, just stay with me here. How do you spell Claven? It is K-L-A-V-A-N. There are no E's in Claven. I just make it look this easy. Still a tight race. We have kept you in the loop every step of the way. We'll continue to do that. We had a great, great show. You could go back and watch it even even now, even though it was obviously election night news show. The conversation was elevated, intelligent. I, I was there, so it was you know it was somewhat intelligent. But it was it was really an interesting, interesting evening. Lots of great guests. It's still 
too soon for us to tell you who will win. And that is why we're going to keep our discount in place. You can join Daily Wire now and get 25% off with code ELECTION. So you can keep up with us on all the unfolding twists and turns. 25% off with code ELECTION. You get all kinds of great stuff. Yesterday's uh, all-access show that I was doing it on limited sleep, I thought was great. I love talking to people on the all-access show. I really do. Uh, so if you can afford an all-access thing, what you can with 25% off with Code Election, uh, do that. And also helps us. <clears throat> Obviously, we're expanding into more territory, into cultural territory. Uh, I think that's really exciting. This is a, a, a terrific outlet for a different point of view than you're getting from everybody else. We are not wearing a blindfold. We can see pretty well, and we'd like to help you see as well. So 25% off your Daily Wire membership with code ELECTION when you sign up today, because if there's one thing 2020 has taught us, it's that anything can happen, and we will be there. Mailbag! Oh, yeah! All right. Uh, the, we're going to do the mailbag because I, you know, I just uh, don't want to cover every twist and turn of uh, some lawyer suing this and people burning things. So, so let's do the mailbag and get some some wisdom going. This is the Michigan mailbag. So every question is about Joe Biden. No, I'm joking. Uh, here's from Julia. Uh, I'm in dire need of your brutally honest wisdom. I'm an Asian who voted for Trump recently. I sat down with a group of liberal friends and one of them said that it was wrong to see Asians who support Trump. This friend also expressed that he was worried about getting shot by his Trump supporter neighbors simply for being a person of color. Unfortunately, I bit my tongue because I'm not good at debating. I prefer listening and finding common ground. However, what my friend said was an attack on my individualism and morals. Yes, it was. It's appalling that my race determines the political opinion that I should stand by. And it's even more insane to think that every Trump supporter is a terrible person. This isn't the first time I've been in this situation. It won't be the last. What advice do you have for people like me who want to stand up for their individualism but have a hard time articulating it? Well, you know, I <laughs> I can't. I'm not the Wizard of Oz. I can't give you courage, but you have to have courage. You have the courage of your convictions. You have the courage to believe what you believe. You don't have to be, you don't have to answer the kind of aggressive talk that people like this are, are dealing out with your own aggressive talk. You know, you can answer uh, evil with good. You can answer ag- aggression with patience and kindness and politeness and still say what you have to say. You know, in this kind of situation, you know, a lot of times I, I will say something like, you know, I, I really uh, understand what you're saying, but I have to tell you that I, I'm really on the other side of this question. <clears throat> and the very fact that I'm sitting here with you and we're having a friendly conversation and only one of us is really insulting, you know, the other kind of should tell you something about this. You know, I mean, and I say, try to say that in the least accusatory tone. I try to just tell them, you know, I don't tell people about, you know, people, what they want to do is they want to attack Donald Trump. And since everybody is flawed, I mean, the, the joke about Donald Trump is that he's no worse. You know, he, he's, he's a big character. And so he's more out there in the open. But he's no worse than Joe Biden. You know, I mean, Joe Biden is worse than he is in a lot of ways. He's no more divisive than Barack Obama. Barack Obama was more divisive than he is in a lot of ways. He's certainly no more corrupt than those guys. Obama was incredibly corrupt. And Biden was. So that's what they want to argue. They want to argue, well, he did this and he did that. I just will not let myself be drawn in. Every now and again, I'll, I, I get drawn in and I'm always sorry. Don't be drawn into the conversation about how evil Trump is. Talk about your values because it's very hard to debate values and most people share a lot of values. So if you say, you know, my my whole thing is freedom, you know, 
I understand what you're saying. You know, I understand what you're saying about Trump. I get that. I, you know, he's a he's a difficult character to like. And, you know, sometimes I don't like him and that, that's all fine. But my value is freedom. And so I'm always looking for where the government is encroaching on my freedom. And it seems to me that government health care encroaches on my freedom. It seems to me that high taxes encroach on my freedom. It seems to me that, you know, the government uh, censoring me and telling me what's right to say and what makes me a racist to say and ta- making me take classes and being anti all those things encroach on my freedom. And Trump doesn't do those things. So that's what I'm looking at. Every time you do that, they, they, may, they may ditch you. They may not be your friends. That's where the courage comes in. The courage to say the things that you have to say, even if you get, you know, it, it does bother me. It does bother me. A lot of the people who are writing to me and talking to me and contacting me are saying, what's going on? What's, you know, what's happening? What's happening? But they're afraid to just say to their friends, they're afraid that they might lose their Facebook friends. I mean, what do you think is going to happen if only one side speaks? That is part of the fight, you know, and people say, well, we've got to be in the fight. Did you say on Facebook that you support Trump? No, can't do that. I'd lose my Facebook friends. You know, you got You got to be in there. And I, I, the way I like to do it and the way I think it should be done is with love and politeness and decency, the way I think you should do just about everything that you can. I mean, except war, you know, and I think we haven't reached the point where this is war. And so why not say, you know, I, I hear where you're coming from. I understand what you, why you don't like Trump. You know, Trump is a hard guy to like, but here, here's why I'm on the other side of this question. And it's because I've got, I have these values. And every time they go, what they'll do, what Trump did this and Trump did that. And you go, yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. But the, it's the values and the policies that matter to me. And the policies are better on this side. And, you know, and just, it's, it's not a bad thing to say, you know, the idea that I would shoot you because I disagree with you, it's kind of crazy, you know, like Trump people aren't really doing that. But, you know, I, that that to me, I don't understand how we can say to ourselves, you know, the country's falling apart and, the you know, the right, the left is doing this and the left is stealing that. But so will you say on Facebook that you're supporting Trump? Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. That's a, that's a bridge too far. I'm not going to do that. You know, I mean, you, you got to look at yourself. And like I said, I'm not the Wizard of Oz. I can't give you uh, courage. But I can tell you that without courage, uh, you lose everything. Um, From Anonymous, I am dating this wonderful girl at the moment. We have discussed that both of us have had sexual relationships with other people in the past. We're both young and in our early 20s, and both of us are religious and regret those mistakes. And we have chosen uh, to abstain in this relationship. However, I have been struggling with the knowledge that she has had other partners. I find myself becoming jealous and angry whenever it comes into my mind. I'm sexually attracted to her and I do struggle with temptation, but I cannot shake this feeling of envy whenever I imagine another man being with her in this way. How can I overcome this and address these feelings with my girlfriend? I love this girl and I do not want to ruin things out of my jealousy. Well, good thinking. It's natural to feel some of this. I mean, this is the thing. The past is the past. It cannot be fixed. It cannot be changed and it cannot be fixed. This is important. The past cannot be fixed. So here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to start questioning her about her relationships in the past. You, you want to not know. I mean, it, it's true. I, you know, in most things in life, it's better to know than not to know. This is an exception. Uh, in this case, it's none of your business. It's something that's already gone. You're, you're in love with the person who is standing before you. She was shaped not only by her nature. She was shaped by the things that have happened to her in her life. And if she, they, she has been shaped into a person that you love, then you should be thankful to God that that has happened. And here she is in front of you. What I would do is I would discuss my feelings with her, right? Not her past with her, but my feelings and that you're trying to, and that, well, just what you said to me, that you're trying to overcome them. 
that, you know, I just want to sit down with you and say, sometimes I struggle with jealousy over the relationships you've had in the past. And I don't want to discuss those relationships. That's not what I'm talking about. I just want to tell you that this is in my heart and I'd like it to be gone. And you can pray with her about it. You can talk to her about it. You can express those things to her because she may feel them too. You know, uh, it's always, I think it's harder for men. This one is harder. It's tougher tougher for men uh, to think of women having had relations before because speaking generally, Relations mean more, sexual relations mean more to women than they mean to men. There's a much more of an emotional attachment, so you realize more has gone on between them. Um, but still, it's just something, and men are also a little bit more possessive in this regard, I think. So I, I always feel in a rela- you're in a relationship. You want this, you're talking about uh, getting married and going forward with this relationship. When you do that, you're going to be partners for life. And you're not going to want to be hiding things and sending mixed signals. You know, women have this problem, too. Women are always saying, well, why didn't he know how I felt? And wiser women say to them, you got to tell men how you feel. They're not reading your mind. They're not sitting around looking for these little signals you're dropping. We got to do the same thing. We got to make sure that we are saying what we have to say. Again, it's not about finding out what happened. It's not about questioning her. It's not about, you know, getting her to reassure you either. I mean, you're just going to have to let that go. That's something you're going to have to do. But it does help to share these things and let her know that, you know, you love her and you're, uh, you sometimes get jealous of her past and you're struggling with it. And maybe you guys want to pray together about that uh, and not just alone um, so that she knows. And a lot of things die in the open air. A lot of bad things die in the open air. It really is true. You know, uh, a lot of times, for instance, when you're a young guy and you have opportunities to cheat on your wife, one of the smartest things you can do was, you know, when the girl at work is flirting with you, one of the smartest things you can do is you can come home and say, you know, there's this girl at work flirting at me and she's really hot. And I, I just want to tell you about it. So, you know, a lot of times that will kill it right there. Right there. You think that now my my wife and I are on the same side in this and I remember where my loyalties lie. A lot of bad things die in the open air. And this, I think, will be one of them. You know, don't get Don't let yourself get obsessed about it. Don't keep it down. Push it down into your heart where it's just going to grow. Share it with her. Share the feelings that you're having and talk to her about it and pray with her about it. It and, uh, I, you know, I think it's something you can get past. It's a very natural thing to feel. It's a very natural thing for men to feel. Uh, but you don't, you know, you don't, uh, don't cradle it inside yourself. From Ali uh, or Ali, my state, Colorado, just voted to join the national popular vote interstate compact. I voted no. But in my research, I read several articles from conservatives that do wish to get rid of the Electoral College. Uh, they say that there are many thousands, perhaps millions of conservatives in places like California, Illinois and New York that do not vote because they know their state will not vote Democrat. They hypothesize that if we went to a national popular vote method, that these conservatives would have motivation to vote. And so conservatives would actually be more competitive in the presidential election. What are your thoughts? I don't think that's the issue. I think that that's irrelevant. Uh, I, I think that the, the issue is not what will help us win. It is what we are, what kind of country we're trying to live in. And we're trying to live in a country where Arkansas and New York can have a, have power, each have power in their, in their areas and in their culture and each speak fully and into the culture and have their vote mean something. If you strip away, um, the Electoral College, you can find maps about this. The power will all be on the coasts. I mean, there'll be some power, uh, you know, down in the south, but a lot of the power will be on the coast. And those coasts are going to have certain values that you're not going to have in Indiana, that you're not going to have in South Dakota. South Dakota, the people who live in South Dakota, the people who live in Indiana have a right 
to have their culture spoken into the country. That is what the federal system is about. It's not about the numbers. That you know, It's childish and backward and primitive to just worry about the numbers. We have something fresh and new, which is a way of having all our different cultures count. You know, people talk about, oh, black culture and Jewish culture. and white. You know, it's not about that. It's really about the culture of the place you live. A, a Jewish guy and a Christian guy both living in South Dakota probably are closer culturally uh, than, a, than two Jewish guys, one living in South Dakota and one living in New York. So that's what we're trying to preserve. We're trying to preserve. This is a huge country, and we're trying to preserve its differences and its uh, cultures and its areas and its territories and give each of them power through the Electoral College. It's a great system. It is a great system. And it's only this kind of primitive little thing in your brain that says, well, if, um, if one person got more votes by numbers, he should win. We're not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic that elects its people by Democrat means in a federalist system. I know that's a little complicated. Maybe that's a lot to say, but that's still uh, what we are and what is going on. All right. I got to stop there, but I do want to play. I'm going to go out with a little mu- a little music, what we call some traveling music before the Clavenless weekend begins. The Clavenless weekend that I know was going to be one of the worst Clavenless weekends of your life. And so you're not going to survive. So I just want to give you some music to go on. Uh, a writing, a songwriting team named Kaufman and Perry uh, sent me a song that they wrote based on some of the things that I sometimes say, namely anger is the devil's cocaine. And the reason I call it that is because anger, uh, there is such a thing as righteous anger, but anger itself is not righteousness. And anger makes you can get those things confused. And so it's addictive. You, by getting angry, you are meant, you feel righteous. And so you get addicted to that righteous feeling and you get addicted to being outraged and angry. Uh, and Kaufman and Perry wrote this song about that. Uh, Kaufman wrote to me uh, personally and said that this wisdom uh, had helped him through a difficult time and a difficult relationship. And so this is a tribute to that. Uh, and it's a, it's a cool song. So we will end with that. The Clavenless Weekend now begins uh, you know, the chances of you surviving minimal, but survivors will gather here on Monday. I'm Andrew Claven. This is The Andrew Claven Show. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, give us a five-star review and also tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Matt Wall Show, and The Michael Knoll Show. Thanks for listening. The Andrew Clavin Show is produced by Robert Sterling. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Assistant director, Pavel Wadowski. Edited by Adam Saivitz and Danny D'Amico. Audio mixed by Robin Fenderson. Hair and makeup, or head and makeup, is by Nika Geneva. Animations are by Cynthia Angulo. Production assistants, McKenna Waters and Ryan Love. The Andrew Claven Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020. Lots of irregularities in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona. Accusations of unprecedented fraud. Some accusations of precedented fraud. We will go through all of the claims. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show.